All right. I think we're ready to rock. Mm. That's a lovely beer. That's a good starter beer. It really is. It is. That's yeah. a perfect starter beer. What are you guys drinking? Um, Cruise in the Fay with a little topper of Patrick Trophy hands. Oh, a little cuvee. Starting with the cuvee. I like that. That was Nick's idea. Yeah, we didn't talk, but I got the same thing. Really? <laughs> well, he mentioned the topper, so I was uh, like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So what was the first one? Cruise in the Fay is a hazy pale ale. And then just to get a little boost, we put the double hazy double IPA on top. Nice. I'm about to have that one. I, just, I think uh, there's a cuvee in my future. <laughs> there's always a cuvee. <laughs> it in evens your, out about in your high sixes. future. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I know you know I've always wanted a cuvee episode where we do nothing but cuvees. That could be dangerous. I feel like <laughs> that could take a lot of work though too. Some more work than we usually want to do. Well, that's when you bring an intern. <sighs> we didn't bring to have somebody yeah, make the cuvees. Somebody pour. All right, now we, we can handle we're, that. We're, we're not putting the word out. <laughs> we, we need who an intern. Who wants to be our intern pourer? Pourer, cuveyer, cuveyer, as it, as it were. Chief cuvee officer. That's. That's not like you got to pay them to do that. Well, no, I mean, I think they got to put in a few episodes first. You got to earn that promotion. Like a trial episode. Yeah, yeah. you get yeah. paid with more cuvées. I mean, I'll work for beer. <laughs> I mean, technically, I do work for don't, beer. Yes. Don't, don't, don't we all at this point? Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dyer Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dyer Oil Graphics can build for you at DyerOil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Smooth jazz. Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan, our favorite Uber driver. That's who did our, our drop there. Yeah, welcome to Beers with Nigel. It's a show about beer and, and other things or other stuff, depending stuff. on. We don't know. We oh. don't really know what our brand is. And you know, we, we, we've got a new tagline for the show. This is the, uh, <laughs> the most hilarious shit ever. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the 2023 Best of KC Best Local Podcast. That seems funny to According say. According to the voters it? from the pitch. According to the voters. So thanks to everybody that voted. It's it's, it's thanks to the pitch. Thanks to the voters. It's, it's still kind of funny that we. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. So I feel like my my son must have got on and voted a lot. Well, <laughs> did you even vote? Because you didn't think we were going to win. No, I did vote. I voted several times. I mean, you got to vote for yourself, right? Also, there's a lot of great breweries that needed votes. I mean, true, but I'm talking about our category. Did you vote for us? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even though you didn't think we were going to win. I, I had nothing in my brain telling me we were going to win. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You need counseling, bro. Well, look, look <laughs> this is not a mental health episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, none, none of us want to dig into that. <laughs> well, let's welcome to the show. We're, we're back on the Kansas side at Tall Trellis Brewing. And welcome back to the show, Ryan Triggs. Thank you. And brother-in-law, right? Yes. Nick, head brewer. Yes, do we need to say your last name? Feitner. So okay, Feitner. Feitner. Yep. That's a fucking great name. I yeah. feel like that should be a beer name, too. Yeah, have you not done that yet? No. They looked it's, on the like, what are we it's on the list. It's on the list. Open the notebook, put that down. So, yeah, we got two Nicks on this show, so this ought to be interesting. So, you know, don't get confused, guys. So, welcome back, fellas. Uh, first question. Tall trellis. I mean, last time we talked to you, Ryan, that was breaking news. Uh, yeah, I think, that was, I think that was the, hey, I'm going to open a brewery. Right, yeah, so that was, that was a public announcement, first public announcement. Uh, it was probably two and a half years ago. Wow. Uh, from the Kansas Hop Company side, we yeah. did the podcast, and uh, I think towards the end of that episode announced that we were going to be opening Tall Trellis, so that was the first time that was became public knowledge. So we were talking earlier that felt like six months ago, but I think it was 
two and a half it's, years it's, or that's so. That's crazy. That's crazy. We didn't cover the rules, though. We do have rules you should know about. Uh, if you need to burp, go ahead and burp. Lean in. Put, lean the, in, put, into the, the, put the mic up okay. and let if, it rip. If you use colorful language, that's fine. Nigel will also judge your burps. Okay. I'll judge my own burps as well. <laughs> that's true. So, so <laughs> I think that's all the rules. So, so, you know, Ryan probably knows. He probably doesn't burp. It's, it's been, been a while. Long I don't know what episode you were, but it's been a long time. Yeah. So burps, is that a 1 to 10 scale or pass yeah, fail? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's not pass yeah. fail? Okay. Yeah. No, that's a pass, a pass <laughs> fail. Not, you're not auditing the class. <laughs> you, you need to leave the podcast immediately. <laughs> You've been voted off the podcast. Cry, cry burps and you're gone. Yeah. Yeah, that, and cry burp is a thing. Just ask the people over at uh, Free Trails. Okay. Oh, oh, or River Bluff. River Bluff. That, River Bluff they, they, they coined the phrase cry burp on, on, on an episode. It was, yeah. If it's really like a weak burp. It's more like a cry. It just cry makes burp. you want to cry. Yeah. So yeah. that was also the episode with maybe the greatest burp we've ever had on the air. You think? Oh, Alana. Uh, that, was, that was Alana from across their giant tap room. Yeah. Shout out to to Alana. Um, she just got married. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So congrats, Alana. We love you. We miss you. I'm still a little disappointed. That she got married? Well, no. I I, wa- <laughs> I wanted her to have us officiate as part of the show. She wasn't gonna do that. I know. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> love us that much. <laughs> So, fellas, uh, we'll start with you, Ryan. What's what's it been like? I mean, you we knew the hop farm business was a thing. Now you're a brewery owner. What's it been like the last couple of years? Uh, it's been insane. Yeah, it's just constant. Um, I would say, I would say controlled chaos, but I don't even know if it's control. It's just um, every day is a challenge. Um, this thing is kind of taken off to being much bigger than we anticipated. From a um, employee management side, um, guests, you know, showing up, you know, we thought that we might have 50, 60 people here at a time. And then, you know, we kind of created this large outdoor space. So when the weather's good, if we have events or bands, there might be three or 350 people here at once. Wow. Wow. That's so fantastic. It's great for business, but also just from a management <laughs> standpoint, it presents some challenges. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall, uh, customer feedback's been awesome. Um, selling more beer than we thought we were going to, um, having wait, we've kind of turned into an event venue, um, the food, you know, we have a small kitchen here, food side, uh, has, has been bigger than we thought. Everything's just kind of a little bit grander than we anticipated from the beginning. And, and that all happened like week one, it was just absolutely insane. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people just needed something to do out in this area. Yeah. Um, so the, the customer support's been awesome. So. Um, like I said, it's presented some challenges, but it's all, they're all welcome challenges. <laughs> as, as the food part of that, has it been there from the beginning, or did you just add that in later? Uh, we opened the kitchen like three months in, so we were doing strictly food trucks for a while. Now we still do food trucks on the weekends um, just to try to supplement our kitchen because it's really small. So trying to keep up when there's that many people on site it can be a little tricky. So um, when we know like we're going to have a band outside and the weather's going to be good, we make sure to have a food truck here. I can't imagine trying to run this and the farm. Is that the <laughs> Because I feel like neither one of those are things that you can be a hands-off yeah. <laughs> owner. That's true. Yeah, farming, you know, when when shit's ready to go, you got to get down there, and a lot of times you can't plan ahead. Um, so that's one issue. And then, yeah, a business like running a brewery, um, there's always something that needs attention. Yeah. So um, you're pretty much on call. You're either here or you're on call at all times. Um and it, it's got to come first, which, you know, there's times where your family or your social life can get put on the back burner, which can be really challenging um, in its own right. So, um, but overall, we love craft beer. Um, we love kind of being a community gathering spot. Yeah. 
and you know we host all kinds of events for all different demographics of people and um, it's really been awesome just kind of seeing people want to support us I guess more than anything has been the biggest um, thing to make it all worthwhile I guess sure so so Nick <laughs> how did you was this was this the original plan for just for you guys because you know before we hopped on we talked about the amount of people you got you have working here at what was the plan originally? Was just a couple of guys? What was? Uh, what yeah. were you guys thinking? So we were thinking we had some family. Um, Ryan's parents both work here, um, so we were thinking that plus maybe one or two more people. Yeah, um, it's become, uh, you know, when you have three hundred people here, we need ten people here <laughs> <laughs> working just to get beers off. Yeah, off the bar. I mean, it's just, uh, and it's hard staff for those days because it's weather dependent. It's, yeah. Um, you know, time of day dependent, um, even a, a nice warm day, but it's windy up yeah. on the hill here, and, and that, that can change the turnout. And so uh, the longer we do it, the more we uh, have a feel for, for what's coming. And uh, I think it's kind of uh, we're kind of planning out, you know, not having um, the spikes and the lows. Yeah. Kind of a more average. We're working towards having a, a better average crowd, better average day than kind of shooting for those bigger days and, or smaller days, no one wants those. But um, yeah, it's been a lot of management. We've uh, we started with a full coffee shop as well. Oh wow! So um, that after a year, <laughs> um, just doing the money, we we're being kind of remote where we are. Yeah, there's no signs off the highway. Yeah, um, we don't get a ton of drive-by traffic. You gotta got you have to know we're yeah, here. It's a destination, so, definitely. Right. So there were definitely some people in the neighborhood that supported us, but it wasn't a, a day-to-day um, without a drive-through or anything like that. Right. Um, just the the business that we did there wasn't necessarily worth the hours being open. So it, it pretty much doubled our hours. Yeah. Um, having that coffee shop, yeah. but um, we liked the concept of it, and it brought in a lot of new people to us. So, um, but just to end up not working, but we were managing even more to start it. And so that, that's kind of helped. And as, as we move on, we've kind of definitely um, kind of uh, narrowed our focus yeah. as to what, um, what is, uh, what we want this to be and what's financially feasible and what's um, kind of best for the business. Yeah. So brand. your, your background in beer, I'm kind of curious because we always ask the question where, from whence you came, right? Yeah. Obviously you're, you're the brewer now, but you were a home brewer before. What was, were you, so uh, I got into it from uh, when we were doing hop, I kind of probably several years into doing growing hops. Yeah. And so kind of getting into the, and I think when we started growing hops, we, neither of us knew the process and, and of, of brewing beer to uh, in detail. But as we kind of visited breweries, saw breweries, and kind of definitely interests me, kind of hit my interest of kind of science and beer and uh, just kind of creating something. Um, so I've always had kind of creative background. I was in landscape, uh, the landscape field, landscape design, architecture field mm. for 14 years before this. So, um, you know, uh, started brewing just to kind of be able to talk the talk with uh, with our customers. Yeah. Kind of uh, experimenting, kind of adding hops at our hops at different points to kind of maybe explain this is give them suggestions. Um, not a lot of people know how to brew, um, you know, wet hop beers, stuff like that. Yeah. So experimenting with that to kind of help, and then it kind of grew from there. You know, you start on the, honestly, probably five years ago, I brewed a one-gallon batch on my uh, my stove and <laughs> stunk up my house. Um, what, what, what was the brew? I brewed, uh, 
I think I just, you know, off the wall, you know, and, and, and kind of, you'll see this. I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm impulsive. I am. And uh, so uh, <laughs> see that, you see that look on his face? Uh, the, uh, so I'm impulsive um, to an extent where I just need to, need to keep tinkering. So uh, I think my first beer, I was like, hey, let's, let's brew up. All Kansas Hop uh, IPA. Yeah. I mean, I think I was drinking. Um, it was about the time that uh, Tornado had that one uh, Reaper. Is that remember that? Uh, anyways, they had used their hops, so I kind of tried to sim oh, yeah. uh, uh, the Hang 'em High it, series. Uh, maybe something there? like that. It was the Halloween series. The it was Reapers Keepers, I think, is what it's called. But oh, yeah. Anyways, so I was trying to use the same hop and try to repeat similar so it was okay i mean you, you brew an ipa at one gallon you have like eight ounces of good beer somewhere i mean there's the true there's all the hop yeah and then there's everything on top that gets stuck on the side so yeah. it, it's hard to get that and i think at home brewing you just don't i don't think you give it enough time you're yeah. always excited about it and drink that so anyways uh we we that scaled up very quickly i was making my own you know uh three vessel you know kegel system in in my garage and that expanded and then when this kind of this idea kind of came upon us and actually the building kind of pushed this forward once we drove by the building it was kind of we were talking about it dreaming about it you know i was making doing some cad drawings of perspectives of a dream building if we did it and then it's all the building and that's kind of where we said all right let's put a business plan together this is a huge building. Yes. I mean, to open a brewery in a space this big. Yeah. Yep. So it's an old uh, uh, convenience store gas station. So um, Really? So huh. it's, uh, this the, you know, the register was in the middle, and um, this was the, all the huge cooler was in here, which has been, that was a big, yeah, that was our have in here. So that was, that was nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, they're, uh, they did tore out a lot of the concrete, and the, obviously the tanks and pumps are, are gone, and that, that's been removed for 10 years or so because yeah. they renovated. It was a office building. It was a liquor store. It was a small uh, subway. subway. There was a bank in here at one point. Yep. <laughs> all so, kinds of shit. But it, then it was vacant for a couple of years when, when we had driven by. And so uh, we we gutted it and did all the construction. We're really mostly for ourselves. I'd say 90% of the construction we did ourselves. Got some bids and just a lot more than we uh, – Expected. <laughs> so, uh, wait a minute. It didn't cost $15,000 to build a brewery? Right. No, Shout out to Samuels. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they thought. Hell yeah. yeah. That's right. I know. Yeah. They built their cooler and everything, <laughs> man. Jonathan. But, uh, we, uh, yeah, we got, you know, just kind of looked at each other. And so I quit, really basically quit my job at that time and kind of became a construction guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to, you know, you go, you, you're doing the hop farm thing. And obviously, you know, you're, you're a brewery adjacent at that point, right? And you're dealing with breweries. At what point did you guys look at each other and be like, you know what? I think we should open a brewery. Well, I think originally, you know, when we started the hop farm in 2015 or whatever, we were supplying four breweries at that time. Uh, I think it was Torn Label, Double Shift, Wichita Brewing, and Free State our first year. And then it just gradually... Um, you know, got bigger and bigger and bigger. We used to be able to go to all the beer releases anytime there was a beer release yeah. with our hops. You know, we would make a special trip and go. And then, you know, it became 30 breweries, 50 breweries. You know, now it's more like 70 breweries, and there's breweries in Colorado and Arkansas and Oklahoma using our hops. So um, I think the idea was to kind of feature those beers in one location. Yeah. Um, 
and just try to show off kind of what our farm, you know, could provide, um, the unique kind of terroir from the wine industry or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, it just became a challenge to try to get to all these places. So just selfishly, I was like, it'd be awesome to be able to drink all these beers with Kansas hop company hops in them in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just in this part of town, there wasn't a place where you could go to drink a lot of good local craft beer all in one place. Yeah. Um, and there's several places like that across the Metro, but like really nothing out in this part of Johnson County. So we just felt like the people out here were kind of missing out on that opportunity. And so, you know, initially that was the plan was to just feature guest tabs from local breweries or breweries, you know, within the region that we really enjoyed. Um, and obviously that all changed within the first few months, but that was the initial idea was just to offer kind of a community gathering place that had a lot of good local beers where you wouldn't have to drive downtown or drive to Lee summit or drive to North Kansas city to get five, six, eight different breweries all in one location. Yeah. I'll add that. Um, we also, we loved uh, Lone Elm tap room. I think that was kind of one very yeah. inspiring for us. I think that was one place that was really that was close to us you know, prior to opening that had a lot of those beers and just it, they pulled great crowds there for and they're in a grocery store. So um, the uh, also we would sit in our hop field and drink a beer when we're done. Yeah. Um, called them victory beers you know, after ten <laughs> hours of work of you know best whatever beer it was. It was the best beer I've ever had, um, but. Uh, and there was one time on Ryan's birthday, we, we threw some picnic tables between a row hops and, uh, yeah. and had his, uh, catered in some barbecue and, uh, our whole family and dogs and our, how many kids, six kids together. Um, <laughs> not together, <but> separately. <laughs> total, total. Stepbrothers. The, uh, so the, the, it just, we just, it was a beautiful day and just kind of repeating that and, and letting other people enjoy that is kind of, uh, you know, it looks a lot like out, our outdoor space there. We got picnic tables between rows of hops, and uh, and we've always played music, and we wanted a place that w- that we can play music, um, where our friends can play music. So um, that's kind of was the was the the motivation and and the vision. So I love I love the hop vines out in your, around your outdoor yeah. space. I mean, that's that's really cool. Yeah, they're looking kind of rough. Right it's got, now, well, yeah, I was gonna say it's, it's probably year, better year. during during yeah. <laughs> June, July. Yeah, yeah, real luscious. Yeah. It's still cool though. Yeah, it's a it's a really unique vibe. I mean, there's a few places similar to this in the United States, but most of them are in Oregon or Washington. Yeah, yeah. So no, um, it's pretty stunning when you when you drive up. We're like, oh shit, this is serious. Yeah. I mean, it's it's scenic and it's big and it's it's nothing. Pictures do it no justice. I've seen pictures on you know. Right on the web or, or Facebook or whatever, it, right. does, it, it does no justice to to the, what to what it is in person. The name makes sense when you drive up, you know. Well, yeah, Tall trails, yeah. yeah. Well, it, we well, get it. We get it all the time. You know, when 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 you told us what you were going to do, we we're like, well, that makes sense. Tall trellis. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I mean, that's uh, you know, apropos as they say, right? Yeah, but you don't. Now, if you drive up, and that visual just tells the story. Oh yeah, right. sure, you don't, sure, you don't sure. have to tell it. Right. Yeah. Yep. So as far as like you know, we talked about. You know, you guys trying to do have featured beers with with the hops, and that didn't work out very well in the first few months. <laughs> Tell us, you said people were, wanted, yeah, it's cool to have other beers, but they wanted you would do one beer, and they're like, oh, we need more of your beer. I just don't know if people were really ready for the concept or understood it. You know, if you go to a lot of other cities in Colorado or on the coast, um, kind of like a tap a tap room, not necessarily a brewery, but a tap room that has a lot of craft beer, right? 
those those are pretty typical but around here there's not many places like that and so you know initially it was oh you guys are calling yourselves a brewery but you don't have any of your own beer and it's like we're not calling ourselves a brewery we're <laughs> tall trellis brew co you know we feature beer um and brew then coffee right and then a few months in we got our microbrewery license and nick was brewing one barrel batches um so at that time we might have one or maybe two tops of our own in-house uh, brewed beers on the tap list and everything else was guest taps um and we got hammered for that you know like oh you only have one beer or you know at that scale we were running out of our own beers in like one or two days after they would be released so they'd be like oh i saw your instagram post on wednesday yeah you know i'm here to try this beer and we're like sorry it's gone yeah um so that kind of opened our eyes into you know you have an idea of what you want your business to be what your model is going to be but ultimately it's the customer base that drives what you're going to be what would be the most successful model so within a few months of opening we were like okay we need to expand our brewing capacity um so we started kind of looking around um kansas missouri wherever for places that were selling some brewing equipment we we found a brewery down in springfield that was going out of business at that time so quickly upgraded from one barrel to seven barrel which is huge yeah right i mean <laughs> yes. and it's a small upgrade nick yeah. mentioned earlier like you know, no commercial brewing experience, brewing in his garage to brewing one barrel batches to yeah. boom, three months in, we're yeah. jumping up to a seven. Um, with, <laughs> and we, know, probably, we probably only brewed 12, 15 one barrel batches. Yeah. So it was just like. All of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah. production brewery. Yep. <laughs> Full-time brewery construction. It seems like a yeah. lot of, like you're doing a lot of maths <laughs> yeah. to figure out how to scale that. Right. Well, I, I mean, mean what, what was that like for you going from jump from, from the one to the seven? That's kind of a. So. I would I would honestly say, you know, I, I'm spent probably the last year probably kind of finishing up my home brewing career, I guess, for for, for <laughs> lack of better words. I'm just experimenting with stuff on, on a seven barrel batch. Um so I mean it's all about your processes and you want to keep you know, just keeping clean and yeah. cleanliness and, and process and as long as that's there, you can mess with the ingredients to an extent. Um so that's kind of what I've been doing from there but as far as scaling up um i really don't say i i wouldn't say i had recipes to scale up i mean uh, my first mexican lager i ever brewed was a seven seven barrel batch <laughs> my first uh sour i've ever brewed was a seven barrel batch um ballsy but you know honestly i listen to a lot of podcasts there's yeah. just, there's craft beer and brewing i mean it's i mean there's tons of information out there um and then we have fantastic friends um, yeah everyone you know uh tanner and gary at oh, yeah, pathlight yeah. Oh, yeah. are, are are they i've texted with gary and tanner yeah at least you know once a week yeah about stuff and brian at bks has just been oh, wonderful yeah. um gotta watch out for him though yeah don't don't drink with him <laughs> oh, I, i've never yeah I've you never, never drank with i him? never got to crack one with yeah him, but yeah he let he put you under well we did a pod over there one time and after we were done, you want to have some beers? Want to crack some beers? I got some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, ten thirty. You know, three hours later, I'm like, oh my god, I had no idea you and Mary were this wild. Man. Right? Yeah, shit got weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, the cool thing. We hear that a lot about the the, the yep. beer industry, though. Is yeah, everybody helps everybody. Everybody helps everybody. You can just call up and hey, I'm trying to figure this new thing out. What do I do? Yeah, and everybody shares. And Chris down the street, Red Crow. I mean, he's yeah, he's yeah. awesome. He's he's a wealth of knowledge. Um, so that's, we, I appreciate all that stuff. And as even with business, owning business and all this other stuff, 
Um, absolutely have seen no people, you know, holding, holding information, you know, for competitive sake. I mean, everyone's just willing to help yeah. and, you know, but it's just like anyone that throws a recipe on the internet, like here's how we make this world famous right. beer. I mean, it's, it's, it's all different. Your system's yeah. different. Your yeah. Water profile. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Little, yeah. little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I've been using, um, RO water to brew so that it kind of takes a lot of the yeah, a lot of the variables out that that could kind of mess up a variety or a, a type of beer. Um, so that, and then we have, you know, we lean into the hops, and that's kind of our our style. Yeah. And uh, having a really uh, Ryan Ryan and I kind of like the same type of beer, so we uh, we do not kind of uh, <laughs> we 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 want the best ingredients. So we'll, we'll find you know, um, and I love. Um, Brian at BKS's approach there, you know, yeah, find the best and, and use the best. So I think that helps as well, you know, kind of help the curve, the learning curve there. If you're yeah. using some of the best, you know, Citra that's out there and Brian's helped us get some of that too. Yeah. Um, so uh, that, that helps in, in kind of keeping your process and your process clean. So uh, scaling up, I didn't, I, I've written my recipes, <laughs> uh, I've written my recipes yeah. on a seven barrel batch. I know it sounds crazy. Um, I've surprised myself, um, in, in some aspects and, you know, I'm still learning a yeah. ton. Yeah. Well, the, I, I shout out to you cause the one beer I've had is fucking fabulous. Oh, thank oh, you. Absolutely. It's super clean, super crisp, really good beer. Um, so, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking at the cuvee over there cause that's going to be the next one we're going to have. Absolutely. But you know, but speaking of beer, you know what it's time you for? You know what time it is? It's time for mystery, mystery. Shout out to Bree Burroughs. Oh, Bree. oh, nice. We love you. What's yeah. up, Bree? Yeah. So this is the mystery beer bag, as you might imagine. Oh, I love that. That might be from a golf course. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know which one because the guy who, gave, who left it in my house is not talking. <laughs> and I've invited him on the podcast a and bunch of times. And he says no? Or does no. he just ghost you or does he outright say no? No, he, he ghosts. He's, he's, yeah. he's flaky. So anyway. Um, oh. Yeah. So you get to pull the first mystery beer out of there. Just whatever you grab. Try not to look at the ABV. Yeah, we, we, we play, play a little game. game. Okay. Guess the ABV. <laughs> he grabs the quirk. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 30 of those in my fridge at home. <laughs> that's kind of what happens, I think, to quirks. They just they just yeah. pile in no, the fridge. Right. Oh, my wife. My so that's the, the cranberry apple cinnamon quirk. Yes. I've never had. Somebody wow. gave me that. But I guess they're... I guess it's a slushy. So you get to open it, pour it, we'll taste it, and then we'll we'll guess the ABV and see what the hell happens. While, while he's pouring, you know, he said you guys both kind of like the same styles. So what what are your what are your favorite styles? What do you guys love? Uh, we're huge hop heads. I was gonna say IPAs. Yeah, I mean we have like five IPAs on tap. Shocking, usually right. <laughs> hop farmer, love hops, love IPAs, um, but also, you know, we didn't see this coming, but we've kind of turned into like a Mexican lager brewery just because of kind of where we are. It's there's not a ton I don't think of like hardcore craft beer drinkers out here, so. It's kind of like a Segway beer for them. Yeah, yeah the gateway. Um, so our our Mexican lager, we cannot keep up on production. Thanks, it's, sir. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, now we're, I think we've got three lagers yep. on right now. we got a, a Pills and a dark Mexican lager and a, and a light Mexican lager. And um, it it's good to kind of. Definitely having a raise. Uh, there oh, it yeah. is. Oh. Pass. Look at you. Well, we, need, we need to do a. Uh, Did not fail. Open the games. <laughs> That's the opening, opening ceremony for the perps. <laughs> I mean, look, it's 28 minutes in. Oh, I mean, oh, her, yeah, it was her, time. Her, her, it, it was, was definitely time. time. It definitely, well, definitely smells like apples and cinnamon. Mm -hmm. And it's like if Seltzer did a red hot. 
Oh, yeah. It's good. I'm not catching a lot of the cranberry in the smell. No. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the quirks. I'm not really a seltzer guy, but I think Boulevard does a nice job with those. 100%. You know. You um, were telling me yesterday, expanding their... Yeah, I think they're going to offer like over 20 different options in 2024. Of quirks? Yeah. Wow. Well, they've hit the gold mine. But that, 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 game, that game has changed from when they first started doing the seltzers. Yeah. 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 That's decent. That's fine. That's no, not, I, it's not my favorite I, flavor. I usually don't do seltzers outside of like, you know, lake time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's lake a pool. Yeah. I don't think it's a volume seltzer that we have here. Yeah. You're not going to get a 12 pack of that. No, no, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no. This is for, for Thanksgiving. This would be good if you put some maybe some vodka in it. You know what I'm saying? There you go. Look, how do you make seltzers better? Put liquor vodka. in it. Yeah, yeah. Extra vodka. So, I, you know, I'm guessing ABV on quirks are like 4.5 or some shit. Is that about right? I think a 4.2. You got to guess before you I'm going to go 4.3. I didn't see it. I'll go 4.8. <laughs> I said 4.5. You the said actual four, retail value? Value. APV? 4.0. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Lower than I thought. Yeah. We all went over. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gets to drink no, the rest. Nobody gets to drink the rest. One dollar, Bob. <laughs> but, but, you know, Nick made quick work of his, his taster glass. That's uh, gold. He drinks fast. It's my job. Yeah, it's <laughs> my job. <laughs> so let's talk about this space because, you know, you talked about what it's been. But, you know, it's, it's very intentional, the design. Um, how did this come about? Well, uh, I spent a lot of my career in the design field, so um, this was a, a welcome challenge for me. Um, probably racked my brain for a thousand hours um, just trying to figure out what we wanted and the vibe we needed, and we, we brought in some interior decorators and um, honestly still just never really hit what we were thinking. Um, no offense to any of those that helped us. We thank you. Um, but uh, we didn't get too far with any of them it was just kind of um maybe that's arrogance that we that we know better i don't know but uh it, it, we wanted it to really fit the we wanted it to feel modern we wanted it to feel um very um cozy we wanted it to be uh female friendly um we wanted it to kid friendly um that's kind of a we wanted it to be bright we have some so many windows so we wanted it to be bright um, so it really hits everything, and then green is obviously, you know, pops and everything. And I fought everybody about painting the ceiling green, um, but uh, it works. It, it works. It works. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so it's. Uh, did you even notice that? Well, I did earlier. I'm, now I'm checking it out again, though. Because so those are like sound deadening things. Oh, yeah, they we need a million thing. more of those. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. Had, a, had an. Yeah, we had an actual sound guy come in here once and he says you know you got to cover at least two-thirds of the ceiling before you get any effect I was yeah like, yeah I, I understand that <laughs> now <laughs> looks cool kind of gives that breaks it up a little bit but uh yeah that was a we wanted to have a, a large bar and, and we wanted to utilize some of the windows we have here for for serving canned beers even though we weren't canning beers at the time um you know well we did try to go into retail there but uh there's another thing we got out of <laughs> uh you know we love the vibe of, um, you know, uh, getting the name of some of the bottle shops slash uh, brew pubs. Um, what's the the one that's going, City Barrel's going into? Oh, yeah. Uh, beer Station. Beer Station. Yeah. So, I mean, we loved how, the, how they had the, the to-go beers and yeah. things like that. It's just, um, it was just something else to manage. And, and having four doors of, of that was not enough. It's a, it's a game of scale. Yeah. So, getting off topic there, but we wanted a lot. Some of the... 
sizes of rooms were kind of determined by a lot of a lot of codes and uh, fire yeah. codes and, yeah. and occupancy things. And so, um, you know, we didn't know we wanted a flex room, which kind of our party room over there um, that people rent out. Um, so that kind of got created by a code because I needed a hallway space that didn't count against my <laughs> occupancy. So we, I, so I drew on a hallway in there and that created a room. Um, and then so, but it's been a huge thing for us, um, having that room that we can close the door and people can rent out. Yeah. So. No, it's a, it's a, it's a great space. It's, it's, you know, most, every brewery is kind of unique and this one is unique in its own right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's, it's totally different than, you know, a lot. I mean, what, what breweries have a hop farm, right? <laughs> you know, hop, hop, hop vines hanging, not very many, you know, that was the whole idea. No, it's uh, it's it's done done well. As far as uh, you know, you talked about it earlier. You know, you guys really didn't have front of house experience. Nope. What was that like jumping into that? Okay, uh, where you heading? <laughs> He's leaving. Yeah, got delivery. Got oh, check. check it. Uh, hey, if you if you're if you're feeling you know if you yeah. bring me a, a cuvee, that'd be great. Why? <laughs> I mean, I mean, since why use up? Since since so well, yeah, lost I mean, the, the question there. What the, was it? The front of the house business because yeah. that, that's a whole. You know, it's kind of like you know. I know my my dudes over at Diametric, and I mean, hell, most of the people who open breweries, that's not really been something they've been into. What's Absolutely. A, what, I mean, design I, background. Um, yeah, I mean, what's so it been I, like I'm be, a, being in front of the house? I'm a landscape, you know, all male field. Yeah. Um, so it's a uh, that was a uh, not all male. I don't want to say that out there, but the uh, just male dominated field. There we go. Uh, Never worked in really, you know, I worked in customer service from a sales standpoint, but but not a day-to-day uh, retail sales thing. I've, I've honestly never worked in like that. And Ryan Ryan and his father, who works here as well, uh, built custom guitars in, in yeah. Lawrence before this, the Triggs Guitars. And um, so uh, he was dealing with customers, but not on a retail yeah, thing. Not, yeah. thing. So actually both of our wives had worked in, you know, restaurants and bars in college and things like that. So um, uh, they they did and do still help with us a lot. And we hired on, um, we, we wanted to hire strong. So we maybe kind of, uh, came, came in with a higher wage knowing yeah. at the time everyone's telling us we could never, we'll never be able to find any people. And we hired, you know, 15, 20 people, you know, right very quickly. Um, so, which is great, um, to the space. I mean, it's kind of a good market with uh, KU's close enough to come here and work. Yeah. So, um, that, that was great. Uh, so I think to answer your question, we got a ton of help. Um, we hired on a, a friend of mine, David, uh, for a while. Um, he's no longer, uh, he works at another bar now, but that was kind of the, the idea come in and help us kind of get this going. He's yeah. been a bartender for 30 years. Yeah. And, and so he was really helped us kind of get cocktails and stuff, uh, ironed out and everything like that. And kind of getting a, a wine and, and beyond beer thing. Cause I, you know, we know beer, we can pour a beer. But uh, that that's kind of a day to day cleaning and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, a whole other set of processes. Yes. yes. So it's yeah. To go along with your processes of making the beer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, basically a consultant that we hired on. Yeah. So um, and which is which what we did in this the kitchen as well. So um, th- those have been very helpful things. Just um, finding people. Um, you know, consultants are cheaper than partners. <laughs> in, 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 in your wildest dreams, when you, when you were younger. Did you think you would be here? Hell no. <laughs> so yeah, we I, I, we say this all the time. Like I, I'm, I'm, 
you know, and having a great career and, and landscape. And, you know, we do this side business where on the weekends, the farm, and that was fun. And, um, man, did it, we jumped off the ledge for sure. Yeah. Um, financially and, you know, just everything. So it's, um, very happy with what we do. And, um, I can't imagine doing another job now. Uh, wow. I mean, I that's, love, that's I love hard. making, walking in and making, making things is what I do. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter what it is. I want to make something. Yeah. You know? So beer, beer is what I do often, but, uh, you know, I'm always looking to build something out there and, you know, a bar or stage. <laughs> we, 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 lot, we used to have a stage out there and, um, you know, some people were very gracious to let us borrow that stage and then, um, they needed it back and then, uh, <laughs> we, get, can we get our stage back, please. Well, yeah. You, they took their stage back. Thanks, Ryan. Yes, please. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's a good guess right there. Yeah. yeah. Gets up and, you know, takes, up. Get, takes a delivery. It brings beer back. He's working. Yeah, yeah. You know, never not working. I, you know, yeah. man after my own heart. <laughs> I love that, that you, know, you can find all of the different ways to be creative. Like you, yes. you had said at the very beginning of this, you know, you're, you're, you're a creative. You yep. want to make, make things. things. And, and I think a lot of times people, we get, you know, stuck in our whatever our one lane is. But you can yeah. we all do find too. that outlet in a lot of places. Yeah. And, and, and seeing inspiration, I think you said earlier, R&D. R&D, uh, Robin Duplicate. Yeah, man. I mean, but... That's that, how I've made but, it my career. But nothing's original. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's all true. about what you see, you've seen and, and, and you take things that you like that you've seen. It's your spin. Tasted, your seen, looked at, heard. Um, I mean, I think creativity translates from music and building a... Bro, tap house. Take a sip of that, bro. <laughs> God damn. So this is this is, is our it, is this the cuvee of glory? The, so this is uh, this is our double IPA, uh, Patrick Trophy hands. Um, two <laughs> that is trophies. delightful. Uh, so that's on top of our cruising the Fay, which is our uh, hazy hazy. That's fantastic. Hazy pale ale. So hopefully you don't get a cease and desist for Patrick. We're just waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah, there we go. You know, you, you, the, the 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 beer formerly known as. Uh, uh, T.D. Tossing Patrick Mahazy is no yeah. longer called that. Right. <laughs> well, I, I call it QB1. And that's what I write on my tag. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's that's our next one. So I don't know if he's probably got that 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 trademark too. But uh, the uh, yeah, hopefully we get that popular. Yeah. We'll that's where you get a season. If you're getting them, you're really popular when you get when you get two season desist. Well, okay. we, we got yeah. a we got another beer called El Travador. So um, <laughs> so that problem that one will probably come first. But, uh, Ryan, we were kind of talking about, you know, going from doing what you do to having to do a front of the house and customer service. You know, he kind of t- talked about his experience. What's it, what's it been like for you to, to make that leap? Because it's a different animal to to have to, you know, deal with customers face to face. Yeah, for sure. So um, I worked for my dad for about 20 years, uh, small business, building custom guitars. So that was kind of my whole career was just him and I you know just two people right none of that was public facing right you know we were taking custom orders and shipping them out all over the country um you know might go to some trade shows here and there but uh so to go from that to having to manage a a staff of 25 people um and you know inventory ordering all the taxes accounting scheduling payroll like i'd never done any of that oh you're doing all that yeah so i had never done any of that um so, you know, I had to learn kind of on the fly, um, which was a lot at first. And, you know, it was a lot to learn, and now it's a lot to manage. Um, and I still have a ton to learn, a ton to learn, but I feel like, you know, just kind of trial by fire. Yeah. And, 
I know so much more about a ton of different things than yeah. I did two years ago. Um, and, you know, I, I think the most important thing is just like your attitude and your approach and how that kind of rubs off on the staff yeah. and the customer base as well kind of sees that. So, um, I don't know. I think ultimately I'm a pretty good people person and enjoy just talking to people and being around people. So I love that part of this business. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned a little bit before having a, just a community gathering place, you know, I mean, um, I think we talked about it in the podcast we did a couple of years ago where kind of my, my light bulb moment was at, at free state brewing, you know, 20 plus years ago in Lawrence and just going into a place and there being this energy, and this vibe and just trying to create something like that yeah. ourselves. And I feel like we did a pretty good job of that. Yeah. Um, so yes, um, it's been very challenging, but also very rewarding. And I feel like both of us have completely expanded our like skill sets yeah. over the past couple of years. So um, it's been incredible really. I mean, yes, there's tons of challenges, but um, it's been awesome. You know, I, I think Nick's doing a killer job making beer, um, especially considering, you know, his track record of not really having any professional brewing experience and then cranking out, you know, in in my biased opinion, some of the, you know, best beers in town. So No, they're um, they're definitely bangers, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> those are really good beers. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It's been great. I mean, we're we're both still learning new stuff every day. But uh I don't know, just seeing people walk in here and have a good time with their friends or their family, like, that's what it's all about. I feel like that's kind of the the most fun part about being a small business owner, being an entrepreneur, is, like, learning these things that you didn't think you could do. Yep. Or, like, hey, I got to figure this out. And then after a few hours, yeah, you've figured it out. Yep. And, and there's, in other industries and in other jobs, you know, there's there's other people um, there to teach you, which is great. But when, when – uh, there's no one else to look at. I mean, as I said, there's people to help. You just need to ask. But when you need to figure out, um, that is kind of that's where I thrive, I guess. Um, kind of a all right, let's let's dig in. Yeah. Let's figure out how to do it. And uh, I think that's that's kind of been our spirit here. Um, just kind of let's figure Especially it out. Especially throwing a deadline, it's like oh, I gotta figure it out now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm definitely a night before homework guy. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's been great. And I. I mentioned that we had hired on some great uh, consultants such as David and, and things like that to help us with that, that front of house thing. And I think that those things just, you know, take you so much further, so much quicker. Um, so we are definitely, we definitely started at, at, at really kind of very little experience. Yeah. Um, and so um, the proof's in the pudding though. Yep. I mean, the beers, the beers, uh, uh, they're out there and people talk about the beers, you know, and you know, Kansas city, you know, there's a lot of beer people out there, and people are opinionated about the beers. You know, and so what? <laughs> <laughs> never no. heard. Never heard. You know, and, yeah. and like everyone I, on like me. I said, every bit. I've I've only heard good things about you guys. So you must be doing something right. And I'd say that's the most rewarding part. Yeah. Back to the question is is getting people in here that were recommended from somebody else. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or you know, I, I try not to look at any reviews but no, uh, don't trust don't, don't do that don't, 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 don't look at untapped ryan ryan will bring <laughs> that's the, the worst tubes girl he'll bring a good one to me every once in a while and, and it's just it's good to hear or, or someone would text me you know i brought my family here and yeah 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 my buddy from you know wherever you know and, and he, he loves the beers and and uh you know that that's that's rewarding and it's good feedback you know 
on our end. So well, it, it that's got to be the best. The best feeling I think is is when somebody's they brought someone in from out of town, yep. yeah. and you were on their their list. Yeah, of like yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. take them here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a yeah, that's that's that is cool. And, and and it's not necessarily you know if they're coming to Kansas City, this isn't necessarily the center of the city. No. Right. 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 So um, we we get a lot of that. Um, well, it yeah. sounds like the, 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 you're not just getting beer drinkers; you're getting like people from the neighborhoods yep, and they the support new, us. families. Absolutely, and, you know, it's it's almost like you know where I work at Transparent down in Grandview. It's a potpourri of people. Yep. You know, a lot of first timers, a lot of neighborhood people, a lot of people who are just looking for something different. It's you know, to your point, when you create that space, the word gets out. Oh, you should go here. You should go here. You should go here because it's it's this friendly, or it has this, or it has that. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, the vibe here, you talked about vibe. It, you're not even open and there's a vibe. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you pull up, you're like, oh, shit, this is, this is, not, this is not normal. Well, not normal, but you know what I'm saying? It's, yep. it's a different vibe. Right. It just, it just, you know, even coming up to space, we're like, coming up the street, we're like, let's sit on a hill. That's yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. miss it. And it's hard. Sometimes, you know, and we don't have any signs on the highway. We don't have um, really... And, and sometimes we don't have any signage because the wind blows from crazy directions and knocks them all down. Um, that's happened twice. Um, the uh, thank you, Bynes, for fixing that, our buddy. Uh, anyways, we we are we are a word of mouth place. Yeah. We, we do get a ton of support from our local uh, neighborhoods, and I think that's the main chunk of our business comes from from these local families. They come and they know. Um, you know, we have kind of members in a, in a club that kind of helped us at the beginning, um, the anchor club, and they've all been great. Um, but they bring their families and, 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 and as well as everyone else, our friends, we both live in neighborhoods within two or three miles from here. Um, so we, uh, all our friends and families, they, they come, they come in and support us. And then I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get a little, a little more regional traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Why is there not a highway sign? <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know how you get those i know yeah it's a th- it's a thing right yeah you so you have to be open six attraction. days a week which we are there's like all these stipulations you have to have like free water <laughs> for like distressed travelers you know a phone they can use there's all these things plus it's like 1500 bucks a month or something like that is it wow it's been a couple of years since i looked into it but i remember like those a, blue signs with the exit yeah yeah, yeah. attractions yeah right yeah. but it might be worth it i mean we, we also get people in here that kind of stumble upon us, um, yeah. and, and they they're just shocked. Like I've never, I didn't know this was here. Yeah. So um, I mean, we hear that. We honestly every day. It's every day. That's every brewery I work at. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, how long you been here? Twelve years. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, Boulevard. This I live two blocks away. Yes, I live two blocks away. I've never <laughs> been here. But the amount of people that drive and say, I drive drive by and I see it, and I've just never. And today I decided to stop, but I see it every day. What the fuck? Right. Yeah. I, we appreciate you stopping today, yeah. but get out. You have, you, have two, you have two years to make up. How, commit, how committed are you? Like, come on. Right. You have, you have committed problems, don't you? You know what it's time for? It's the time for another it's mystery time. beer. Mystery beer. Mystery beer. Ryan's turn. All right. Is that the cry burp? No. <laughs> Been at a cry burp yet. Yeah. I had one, but it, I wouldn't let that. I'm yeah. not, did, you, I'm, did you swallow? I swallowed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh. Check pills from Crane. Conceptual evenings. A little, little beer karma there from Crane. Shout out to Crane. The last time I was there. What's up, Crane? Had a couple of beers. 
and they sent me home with like 12. <laughs> I saw a post uh, today, I guess. They just released their collab with Vine Street, their, thank, their Friendsgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, no shit. Didn't know they were doing a collab with Vine Street. Guess we're going back. Who doesn't collab with Vine Street? That's, that's, that is true. I mean, they had Fitty 11 before they even opened the yeah, building. That's a shit ton. You that's know. a shit ton. <laughs> I guess us. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not too late. Yeah, you I mean, get on that bandwagon. They're, 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 they're great guys. They're down to collab. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. I met them at a conference once. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. They're, uh, they're doing some really good stuff. Yes. They're doing some really good stuff. I just, they just got a grant. <laughs> it cracks me up because, you know, their space, their brew space is so small. I'm like, how are you going to expand? It's, you know, you're landlocked. Even their cooler, as soon as they built it, I'm like, that's not big enough. Wait a minute, what, what brewery opens with a cooler and says it's going to be big enough? Uh, City Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> City, okay. City Barrel's fucking cooler is, is... Exception to prove the rule. Yeah, it's, it's the size of this tap room, pretty much. Fields and Ivy, they got a big-ass cooler, oh, too. Oh, do they really? Yeah, man. They have two coolers. Yeah. Really? That's right, yeah. We, we got way more cooler than we thought we'd ever need. Um, now we're tripping over things. Yep. So. Is your cooler right here? Yep. Yeah, and it goes all the way kind of that into that herringbone wall over there. Oh, wow. Really? So, it, so it, was it was all reach indoors from when it was oh, a store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so smart. Yeah, it's like $100,000 cooler probably. Uh, Ooh. Well, well, you're on okay. the birth game today, okay. aren't you? Pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like his scoring system better than yours. <laughs> you know, that's kind of fun. Pass, pass, fail. I mean, yeah. Did you I just mean, say puff, puff, pass, fail? No, puff, puff, pass, fail. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other game. <laughs> I mean, here we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do we think? It's good. Yep. Got some good floral notes. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Brian. Oh, over yeah. There at Crane. Yeah. It's clean. Oh, it's very clean. Crisp. Yep. 4.5%. I'm going to go 5 1. Okay. 4 2. 4 7. Actual retail ABV. Five even. Oh. Ooh. Oh. I think the four seven wins it. I guess so. There's, there's probably not, nothing left in there, so there you go. <laughs> One ounce, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing good uh, Mad Dog pours where everybody's equal. Uh, shout out to Mad Dog. He's no longer with River Bluff, though. But shout out or, to uh, Mad Dog. Not River Bluff. Uh, Angry Sweet. Angry Sweet, yes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so, Ryan. Yes. So, you know, for the last couple of years, we've been, we've been laughing and chuckling and, and discussing the last time you were on the podcast. Right. For burying the lead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, because the whole reason we do this is we want to find good stories. <laughs> and then I was watching PBS, and it was a Flatland story. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's Ryan and his dad making guitars. Yeah. He never mentioned that. on the Didn't even. <laughs> I think we talked about you being a musician a little bit. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember if we did or not. Like, I just get this random text one night. Did you know? <laughs> yeah, because I saw you at Boulevard for that uh, like a charity. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I I, but I'd seen you. No, I think I saw you another time. Another somewhere. time playing someplace else. But you know, because I knew you played. Right. I did know that. But the, the whole. The whole. <laughs> he, he and Dad used to make guitars. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, my dad's still doing that a little bit, but I, yeah, that's all I did for about twenty years. Um, custom guitars, so yeah, it's kind of that feels like such a cool business. It's awesome. I mean, I didn't really appreciate it when I was younger. That's all my dad's really done. Um, but you know, I've got to meet a lot of cool people uh, over the years. My whole life, pretty much, you know, been exposed to pretty high level 
uh, musicians and uh gotta be you know back to what nick was talking about earlier just being creative you know kind of help fulfill that and um obviously got to spend a lot of time with my dad um over the past 25 years you know just me and him in a shop cranking out guitars yeah um and you also play a lot of music with him and now you know i worked for him forever now he's working for us here a couple days a week and still get to play music a lot and uh yeah it's been it's been awesome i mean uh being able to create things with your hands kind of out of nothing is that's where it's at. That's well, I got to think like being creative with your dad too. I mean like that's, oh, that's, awesome. story, that's storybook stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, you know, very fortunate. I, it probably took me a while to appreciate it um, and realize that like that's not normal. Right. Most people <laughs> don't get to have that kind of relationship <laughs> no. with no, their no, father. No. And um, him and I just were, we like a lot of the same stuff and, you know, We've been going to breweries forever together and then, uh, you know, drank a lot of beer together, played a lot of music together. And now we get have our own brewery where we get to play music yeah, and yep. drink beer and work together still. So, um, how's, yeah, he, li- how's he like working for you? <laughs> oh, I don't know. He'll be here in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, we're gonna ask him. Right? Yeah. You're ever like, no, son, you don't tell me what to do. Right? <laughs> oh, he's not like that. No, nah, he's great. I mean, he takes so much pride in this place. Um, you know, from the moment that we talked about doing this, he couldn't wait to be involved somehow. And, you know, initially I thought that was like being an investor or whatever, but he's like, no, I want to yeah. work and take out the trash and, That's be, cool. and you know, when, clean the bathrooms and shit like that. When, when we were doing construction, he came maybe, maybe two or three days a week. Same with our other, our father-in-law, uh, our wife's father, um, Clyde, he was here all the time. Um, but JT would come and just, what can I do? And, and a lot of it, um, wouldn't surprise Ryan, but it was a lot of it was cleaning up my tools and like yeah. uh, you know I, I just fly and and drop and and then on to the next project. So he would he was huge help and took a ton of pride in this and he's, he's a craftsman. Um, um, are you guys doing doing that thing Friday? Friday night. Yep. So uh, Ryan and his dad um, tonight uh, Friday, Friday night they're going to play here um, inside um, acoustic and uh, they they play all songs from people that built. Okay, so, so once a year we do this event here. Um, basically, me and my dad put together a set list, um, and it's all from artists that we built guitars for over the oh, past shit. thirty or forty years. Wow! So we kind of talk about the stories of those relationships we have with wow. these artists, the guitars that we built for them, and then we play the songs. Um, it's wow. probably my favorite gig that I play. Oh, I'm sure. Hey. Oh. The only one I don't play. No, the, uh, <laughs> the dude. Uh, but I will say, last year, and I've known these guys for ten, fifteen years probably. Um, and I, I heard all their stories about you know, and and Jim's stories from working at Gibson and um, listening to them last year. I was blown away, and there was just people sitting here just wide eyed. Um, it, it was really cool. If, if anybody out there can make it, I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. kind of like what you were talking about with not knowing about the guitar thing. It's like people that come here to drink beer know my dad is like, oh, that's Ryan's dad working behind the bar, blah, blah, blah. They don't know his career and his backstory and all the success he had as a, uh, an instrument builder and all the people he's got to meet and build guitars for, um, super impressive resume. So yeah, when they find out, they're just like, you know, cause he's super humble about it. Never talks about it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really cool to just look out from our perspective and, while we're telling these stories and, you know, people are like almost crying. I mean, yeah. I, I got 
kind of emotional talking about it a little bit last year. So I know I'm like, like why why are we not why are we not doing a little documentary? And <laughs> I know why am I not yeah. getting this content? <laughs> uh, there is one on what's that one on YouTube? Uh, he watched that's oh the that's Nigel the one on Flatland. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's really like a, it's really great. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It's funny, I get people like, I was had PBS on in the background, I saw you and your dad on the TV. You know, <laughs> what the fuck, right? right. <laughs> so, so what's it, what's it, is there, is there, that, that I feel like there has to be some sort of uh, being a creative and, and making something with your hands like a guitar, some sort of translation to what you've done now with where you are now. I'm sure there's some, there's some through line to that, you think? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing, like, that Nick touched on earlier is just being creative in spirit, just in general, and, and kind of working with your hands, and, and that translates to guitar building, uh, hop farming, right, and then now the brewing side. Um, but also, I think the biggest thing for us is we just wanted to create a space that we wanted to hang out in, you know, like, yeah. what's our dream scenario? And for us, it's like, you know, place where we can drink good beer, we can bring our families, we can bring our friends, we can play music, we can hang out outside, like just all the things that we love to do and just hope that other people kind of vibe, see that as yeah, well. Vibe to it, yeah. Um, so, is that kind of the vibe you're after? Is that like kind of that you create your own jam session? Pretty Absolutely. much. You know, yeah. and, and we've been working on that. I mean, Thursdays, um, it's, it's our group of friends, whoever can come play um, bluegrass. I mean, that's kind of what we do during the winter and, and things like that. So um, I got back into playing music when I met Ryan. Um kind of try to be in every band he, he has just trying to <laughs> all, all the yeah, bands just he's like what do you mean you got back into it you got out of it yeah do you have a do you have a music background as well oh i mean we're talking like high school playing the drums kind of thing um but he won a songwriter competition to play at country stampede um 15 years ago maybe yeah 2012 probably yeah. so uh they were like all right bring your band and he's like i didn't have a band don't have a band <laughs> so i need a band yeah i i uh I went to high school in Syracuse, New York. So my mom, uh, she she boxed up my my drums and, and sent them to me, and uh, so started playing the drums after ten, fifteen years or ten years, and so uh, kind of. That's a curious thing to me because I run into I don't play shit, okay, but I run into people who played at a previous time in their life and gave it up, and I'm like, why would you not keep doing that? This is it's a weird thing to me. It's like. Oh, I, I I learned how to ride a, ride a bike, but I'll never ride one again. That's 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 a 1% of the population that plays a fucking instrument. You know what I'm saying? Well, try getting married and playing I mean, drums at your house. I mean, her, it just doesn't work. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is that, fair. that is not true because now they got the, the, the ones with the headphones. So you, that's not oh, necessarily you know, That and, wasn't and, there back and then. And Dave oh, told a story sure about, about playing on the pillows. Yeah, so, sure. you know, those. those oh, <laughs> oh, I did that. It's, just, it's just an interesting thing that, that, that I find because I. I, I I've, apparently, all my friends are fucking musicians. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, I, and, I, and all their instruments end up in yeah in, I in have your a, apartment. I have a set of drums at, at my house. My buddy, shout out to my buddy Brad because he lives in an apartment. He can't have them, but people who come to my house. I swear, everybody knows how to play the Didn't drums. You have like an upright bass at one point in there too. Well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like just random instruments. That was, end that up was in his. That band. was a one night stand with one night with the stand up bass. That was. <laughs> I have been surprised about the amount of people in the brewing industry that play music. Yes, and, uh, yeah, I and agree. That's something you were talking about, with, like just like creative people are just creative. Yeah. They're they're artsy. And, yeah. Um, you know, they're not your like desk job type, and they just. Yeah. I don't like, what's, I like, that, what's that through line? I mean, you know, because you've talked about a lot of different things. Right. I, I think For you, what's that through line of sorry. music and, and, and 
and building guitars and farming and making beer and creating a retail space. I mean, what what is that? I think I think Ryan nailed it when he said creative spirit. And um, you find the constraints, you find the factors of any process, whether it's accounting or it's brewing or or playing the drums or or painting. You know, you you figure out what the factors are, what what's uh, how people may react to something. Um, how it affects people and, and some people just do what they're supposed to do or, or do what everyone else does or, or you take those factors and you're, you're creative with it. And I think that spirit is kind of what we were built on, kind of how we're built um, and how we think. And so I think you can find art in, in, in the craziest ways yeah. of, of in, in just, you know, I come from a background of how I lay out plants. I mean, I just, I can look at it and it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> it doesn't look yeah. right. That tree needs to move over. It needs to turn around. These these shrubs need to be moved apart and, and just, just kind of squinting at it a little bit yeah. and, 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 and kind of getting a perspective on it. I think that's the same with beer. Um, I think, you, I mean, Ryan's, Ryan's my best judge. I mean, he's very, very honest with me. Um, I never bring him unfinished beer. <laughs> uh, I learned that. Yeah, that's it. That's yeast. But, uh, but the, you know, I mean, he's got a trained nose and, and he's, he's really good and, and, and we'll, we'll call out. I mean, it just, it's, he's, he's the guy I got to press with, with the beer. And, and, and so, uh, but, but just figuring out, okay, an IPA is made, made this way. There's, there's a lot of different ways to make it or hop it, dry hop it and, and stuff. And so, so looking at that and, uh, you know, kind of finding a creative way that I want to do it, and I think I'm still in the process of finding that. Um, kind well, of that's that's the beauty of it, because even though his taste or, or his, you know, thought might be this, you're still an individual, and hundred percent, you know, it it can it can still be great, but not to what you think it should be, right? Uh, it's it all subjective, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And we learned that real quick. It's like <laughs> we can't just brew beers that we like. Heard right? Yeah. Um, it's not about us anymore. You know, maybe as a home brewer, but. I mean, you can brew one that you that's for no, you. I think basically. you need to stay true to that. I, I think you need to stay, stay true to that core of of why we like beer because I think it's, it's it's a common trait. It's not like we are in love with um, I don't know saisons or something. No against saisons, <laughs> um, but like all saison brewery, yeah. <laughs> Which is something I haven't learned. It's just like people ask me like. Make a, you got to make a gluten-free beer. And I'm, I'm kind of dreaming about a Saison brewery now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds funky. Um, the, that'd be a good name for a brewery. Yes. Sounds funky. Sounds funky. Yeah, the, uh, but that's, that's kind of, we're watching what people like, and, and, and I'm, I think, I don't know, I'm taking over this, but with, with, uh, it's a podcast. beer style. It's just, <laughs> let me roll. You'll interrupt me when you need, but the, uh, so the, we have a, a large outdoor space. Uh, we have a, a big tap room. So, so brewing beers that people want to drink more than one of um, is kind of the ultimate direction of, of kind of it's kind of the underlying um, uh, thought behind a lot of our recipes and things like that. So, making them sessionable, making them yeah. you kind of want want to come back for more. So, if all I made was double IPAs, you know, and I mean that that works for other some other people that might be doing a lot more package sales, but. For us, we need we need on site. We want on site. Yeah, you, I mean, sales. yeah, so, you want people to hang out and and, and so enjoy the vibe and have several. Yep. You know, that's why you got to have session beers. I mean, I mean, that's what Nolan does down at Transparent. There's certain beers. It's like, okay, you want a four and a half percent? We got that. Yep. 
You want something bigger? We got that too. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fine line when you have a brewery to know what the, to your point, you know, you kind of brew what people want, want, but you still have to have those, those gateways. Cause there's, there's not a day that goes by that I guess somebody that I don't like, I don't drink beer or I drink Bud Light or I drink this or I drink that. And then I have to, you know, that's the fun thing about, you know, beer tending is like, okay. What's your I, lightest I, beer? I got, I've got, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I've got something for them. It may not be the lightest beer, but based on what you told me that you like to drink, try this. Well, the balancing act, I would think, though, too, because, I mean, you want to tra- stay true to not only what you like, but what you want to do. I mean, look, you're a hop farmer, and the whole idea was to feature the stuff that you farm and you produce. And so to do all that balancing act, to do all those things, to, to let the market tell you what they want, but also, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm brewing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's part of our identity, you know, so even our wheat beers and our pilsners are like, you know, we're doing dry hop pills and, you know, hoppy wheats and things like that, um, kind of leaning into the hop side a little bit. And I feel like there's a way to do that in a balanced manner where it's not off-putting. Yeah. And so Mexican lager, I mean, we put, we use Montaweca in that, um, it's all that on a Craft brew, beer and brewing suggested yeah. that, but um, it's a it's a hop from New Zealand that tastes. Uh, it's got a nice lemon lime yeah, yeah. kind of sprite lime zest. Yeah, uh, so featuring that hop even in the smallest amount. I mean that that or at least the way we market it, way way we talk about it, and and the way we approached that was like, hey, we want to have some hop presence in this beer, and and, and so I mean back to kind of your thing. I, I we get every day we get people that say I don't like IPAs, <laughs> right? And and you go okay. I got you. Do you like orange juice? Oh, I love <laughs> orange juice. I mean, okay, I got gotcha. Like, here we go. So, because uh, you know the hops, you know it's you know shout out to uh, Melissa Cole, um, <laughs> one of our favorite guests ever. <laughs> don't don't call uh, it hoppy. Yeah, I mean, she's like, what's hoppy? You know, the, the hops they they're kind of vilified in a way. Yep. You know, and one of the things that you know I don't like is showing like IBU. International bittering units. Right. Because it's subjective. It's like hot sauce. I might give you some hot sauce. You might think, oh my God, it's so fucking hot. I'm like, what are you you're being yeah, a little yeah, bit? Like my, my, <laughs> being a little bitch right now. Okay? My, my mother in if you use too much black pepper. Why are you looking at Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> it was for it was <laughs> promotional for, it was an example. Okay. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? But it's, you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and people I don't, I don't like IPAs. I'm like, well, you just haven't found the right there's a beer out there looking for you. There's there's a wide range of IPAs. Not every IPA is fucking hoppy or bitter. Or you love being coach. Nigel loves I, I, being I, the beer coach. You know, you know, people one, need that. Yeah. Yeah. They need to be coached up because right. it, you're dumb until you're not dumb. <laughs> you I, know, well, I told you I, I did my first, you, I had my first where I channeled coach Nigel. I was at a party and, and somebody that she told me, she's like, I don't, I don't like sours. And I just turned and looked at her and I completely channeled you. I'm like, you just haven't found the right one. We're, there you go. I, I know how we're going to start. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to get you to your sour that you like. Well, let's keep it real. We've done, this would be episode 103. 103. 103. So episode one, he did not like sours. It's true. Then he and had then, his, then That's he what had, he ordered right when he got here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Love it. And then he had a, a sour from service 
Oh, oh yeah. Shout, shout out to oh, Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. And then he immediately. How much do we love Then him? he immediately made a shirt that said, uh, Courtney Surf Service Fanboy. <laughs> oh, I love it. The Hello, My Name Is yeah. sticker. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen pictures of that. The, I love the, that. Then he's a, now he's a sour guy. So they were here uh, sitting at a table right behind us and behind you guys and uh, doing kind of a, they were kind of had a business meeting. But every time I walked by, I asked her a question. And I was like, so about her sours. So I got. She's awesome. Well, and my one of my favorite lines from 103 episodes is we're sitting in her tap room, and we're asking her about the sours, and she tells us she doesn't like sours. Yeah, she does not. But it makes her wife smile. I mean, how there cool is that? <laughs> there you go. That's a hashtag winning right there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she's got to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could take that kind of advice. When she comes here, she usually drinks IPAs. Yeah. I think, yeah. So. Yeah, she's not drinking sours. Yeah, she's so. not right. a sour drinker. Right. No. She's kind of, found the right one. We're gonna figure out what kind of. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna coach her. Into her. <laughs> I don't know. I need to learn to brew uh, cranberry apple corks if I'm gonna get my wife to smile. So. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what she, <laughs> that she likes those. So, uh, I feel yeah. like you could, but you can take that to the family Thanksgiving, and you'll be fine. That's right. Yeah, we'll try that. Quirks, quirks, quirks. They're delicious. Quirk it. But you know, you, we've talked a lot about creativity. I think the other thing that you guys keep bringing up is is family. And look, working with family can be. Hard. I mean, like, I can off the top of my head, I can think of like three or four horror stories of families I know that have worked together and it did not work out well. But you guys, your in laws, your parents, your (laughs) siblings, your wives, that's a lot of mixing. Yeah, it's all I really know, to be honest. I mean, my first job was working with my dad and then uh, started the hop farm with Nick, who's my my wife's brother in law, and then our father in law. We married sisters. So, Worked with family there, and then opened up Tall Trellis again with Nick. So it's all I've really known. Um, and I think you just got to find uh, – most families aren't as fortunate. I, I feel like I've been very lucky with sure. who my family is, right? Like, um, And I understand that. A lot of people – I I see other families, and I'm like, there's no way these people could work together, right? But <laughs> I'm just on – I'm on a good – you know, uh, I have an amazing relationship with my dad – and my in-laws, and I, I think I've just been very lucky. Um, and a lot of people have to find an excuse to even spend any time with their family. Yeah, yeah, for me sure. to get to spend this much time, work together, you know, we hang out, obviously, here, but also, you know, family functions, and we just have so much in common, so many things that we all enjoy. And, uh, you know, just really lucky to get to be involved with something like that. So, for sure, um, yeah, it's been awesome, no yeah. question. I echo that. I mean, I think it's... I have never worked with family um, <laughs> until the hop farm, and and that's just kind of been a side side project. I mean, we we don't cash many checks from there, so it, but that's just something we love doing. Um, and, and our father in law Clyde does it does a lion's share of that. The Shout out Clyde, the day to day stuff. So uh, that's kind of to answer your question, how we manage that. Um, so we uh, we do some. We definitely go down for the bigger projects, but he does take care of a lot. But um, as far as this, you know, it, there's stressful times in any business um there's money's tight there's there's loans to be found and things like that i mean so uh, yeah it, it would be hard with somebody that's not you know i mean i'm best friend of mine one definitely so it's yeah. just uh he yeah we're, we're friends beyond the, the the family aspect i play drums in his band i play guitar and, and everything with him and so no i mean this is it's been great. It's just, it's just fun. It's like I feel like I'm hanging out with my buddies, brewing beer in the garage, you know. So, and that's what you want, really. I mean, I mean, shout out to having a gig where you're like, oh, this uh, this is work. 
Yeah, yeah there, there's, there's, some, there's some shit you got to do. I mean, obviously, you're, you're handling the business side, so you got to deal with the government, but there's that. <laughs> well, and I think, but, you know, that, that's the thing that entrepreneurs chase, right, is it's it's the job you love. I mean, yeah, there's still hard work. There's yeah, still shit still to deal with. Shit, yeah. But you, you don't hate, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, this is something we would choose to do in our free time. So, yes. Right? Yes. So... That's the magic of it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, how, that's you know, how if you can buy your kid a, a gallon of, of milk while you're doing it, that's even better. We're <laughs> working on that. If you can feed your kids, that's great. I didn't say feed. I said buy, yeah, buy the kid I'm a sure. gallon of milk. You know, like, how let's, not, let's not go too far. How old's this kid? Look, <laughs> yeah. like, my kid's almost 17. He still chugs the milk. Does he? Yeah, that's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, your kid is like his kid. Seven, hey, he's, he's, he's 16 going on 93. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like a grown ass man. He really is. But he's, you know, he's following his dad's footsteps. He's going to be a little video production media guy. Well, that's not following me. That's, 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 he's taking more after, after you. Oh, his I'm uncle. Not a, I'm not uncle. a video guy. <laughs> Nigel's the weird uncle. <laughs> no, you mean the cool uncle guy. Oh, right. <laughs> I think that goes hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> hurt, Jeff, hurt. <laughs> I, look, look, what, what, what have I learned since we started this thing 103 episodes ago? I've learned that, that, that I like sours, sours yeah. and I learned how to edit video. You know, I think I've done my job. <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> Drive safely. <laughs> No, this is this is uh this is a great fucking concept. And if you have never been to the hop farm, I don't know if you guys do tours, but you should. That shit is fucking great. I know, I need to get out there. It's it's the most I am telling you, that when we did this easy house meeting over there and right. and they were harvesting and processing, that was the greatest shit ever, man. I was like, I'm gonna work here. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna live here. We have breweries come out, you know, every year during harvest and uh, I mean you can go up to Yakima, right, for hop and brew school or whatever. And those are thousand acre farms, but to see, you know, three or four of us from our family yeah. on a small scale and how we do it, um, I think breweries are just blown away. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to explain like what you said when you, you know, you've seen pictures or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then you get here, it's same thing with a hop farm. It's like to see 20 foot tall plants yeah. and the infrastructure involved and all that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, like Nick said, when we were trying to kind of dream up this place, it was like. Sitting in a hop yard drinking beer is one of the coolest things you can do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, being in that environment, um, you can't replicate it anywhere. It's a, it's the most unique thing. And um, so, yeah, it's it's when people come there for the first time and just to, like, watch them geek out and walk up and down, the, you know, <laughs> smell yeah. the hops. Yes. Um, you know, yes. rub on them and all that. It's 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 fun to, to observe. I'm, I'm walking down the, whatever you call it, the aisle in there. I've got a beer. And Ryan's like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta grab them and smell them. And there was this one particular hop, and I, and he was like, it's like candy. It smells like candy. And you you do that, and I'm like, that smells like fucking rock candy. It was the craziest shit ever. Oil on your yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, how is a plant doing that? It's so crazy. Hops are just, are just crazy. I, I, mean, I know we're talking about the the you know the brewery and tap room today, but how many different types of hops are you growing out there? Um, probably like seven or eight right now. I would say we have kind of four like core varieties and then we're constantly rotating through other things to see what works. Um, most of your super popular hops like Citra, Mosaic, Galaxy, all those, those are proprietary hops. So, um, we don't have access to those as a, as a public farm. So we're relying on varieties that come out of uh, public research from Oregon state, Washington state, 
So we we're super limited on what we can grow. But the good thing is, um, like I mentioned before with wine, hops kind of can take on the environment that they're grown in. So if you take a hop like Cascade or Chinook or Columbus or Comet or something like that, a public variety and grow it in Kansas, it can have its own characteristics that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah. So that's awesome from a marketing standpoint. Right. Um, so we're, we're growing all those. And then lately there has been some more funding for uh, public, uh, hop varieties. So, you know, it used to be like they they'd come out with a new one every 10 years. Now it's like almost every two years there's a new yeah. one. So we're kind of doing trials with those. Um, really excited, but the new one called Vista that was just released a couple of years ago. So we planted some of that last year and we're going to plant some more in the spring. Um, it's got some awesome kind of passion fruit notes and, uh, yeah. So I don't know. We're just, but you never know until you plant in, yeah, yeah, in yeah. your soil and, yeah. and, and, in Yakima, they, they have variation all over the place. Yeah across the road but they average it all together so there's i mean you can go select your lots here and there but most of the you know the, the spot market citra is is a combination of thousands of acres yeah. so it's, it's just to, to be consistent so which is what they want to do so um every year our cascade will taste different yeah. i mean it, it kind of if you didn't when we do oil analysis they are all different so um but it's been it's been kind of fun this past year farming, knowing that I will use all these hops. I, and, and, this and is the first year I've ever done that. Yeah. So and, that's and, cool. And you're in so. an interesting place as a brewer. Yeah. You're using the hops that you guys grow. Yeah. I mean, who, I mean what, nobody, that's, that's kind of unique. And I do use Citra and Mosaic well, and, sure. and things like that. I mean, but, sure, but, but, but there's hops in every beer I brew. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, 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 so you you're at the farm. So you yours in yeah. every beer. Yeah. I mean, I, I, at the mint. Minimum, maybe my bittering charge or something like that. But uh, yeah. we try to use some because there's, you know, all oils are different. And uh, there's some, tons of research on thiols and, and local malt and local hops. And so, I mean, there's things that will translate into a finished beer that, that we may have that somebody else doesn't. Yeah. So you, yeah. maybe, maybe my combination of our Chinook or which we call Canook um, with citra is it's going to be different yeah so yeah. uh maybe just dialing in those percentages and things like that yeah because but a lot of our stuff is 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 fruity but it's also we do have some um i mean i mean they're very traditional i mean but some some earthy notes i mean just the, the varieties we are available to us at the time is that a fun kind of creative challenge because you just said you know that they're a little different each year, each, yep. each crop is a little is a little different. Is that kind of a fun creative challenge for you then to figure out how you're gonna you're gonna do the brew? Because most brewers are gonna tell you that like I am gonna do the same thing, the same ingredient, the same process every time. But well, as I hinted earlier, that I'm impulsive. I mean, I'm, I I I, <laughs> I mean, the hit. Ryan's gonna Ryan's gonna roll his eyes, but I mean, I I probably never brewed the same beer twice. I mean, I, I just never done it. I just it's not. I can relate to that. It's not my nature. Um, I, I need it. I mean, I think what we want to kind of guide to is is kind of, you know, names of beers that are are, are kind of styles and just we have numbers. You know, this yeah. is batch one, batch two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to change them totally. I'm yeah. just talking about messing with my percentage of wheat malt or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or how much or what how the temperature I'm dry hopping. I mean that those the, the processes in in some ingredients that we're messing around with. So. I think as I kind of get towards, and I think I do feel like it's going to trend back towards flagships. I mean, I, oh, it, I, it already I, is. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I, 
I think as we get back there, I think that would be something that, you know, okay, this year's hot. Yeah. Okay, I have this whole Cascade beer. Let's see what it tastes like this year and how we need to tinker with it. Um, so um, the, there's there's kind of, um, yeah, just definitely creativity. Is that, that fun for you, though? That That is. I mean, right, I mean, as when I first got started, you know, there's way too many factors <laughs> in, 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 in the creativity spot. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make them hazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, Took a while, honestly, with yeah. the system, it, and it was. Just, it turned out to be how fast I was whirlpooling because I'd never dealt with a pump that powerful. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I was spinning all the protein out. And so you're, uh, you're getting all the continuing ed credits right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. But then, you're, then you're I, getting all of them. Then I hum, humbly ask somebody a question, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you should have known that." Like, like, hey, yeah. Oh, I, I feel like if you own the business, you're, yeah. the cost for the CE is probably a lot higher than yeah, it used to be. That's true. And I'm pretty sure nobody's saying you should know that because no, no, but just like yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of like, you oh know. yeah, that that's got to be why. Like, yeah. why didn't you tell me that before? Because they're they're trying to help me in other ways. Yeah, like, is it yeah, this? Yeah. Is it this? Yeah. Is this? I was like, could it be that this? And you know, I, I, yeah, feel, I feel like I feel like all brewers. There's no there's no there's no brewers that I know every fucking thing, right? Because again, let's keep it real. The ingredients are living things. You can you can try to do something. Oh yeah, and that ingredient might be like fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's, it's I'm, gonna, sure. I'm gonna do this right. So. Yep. I mean, it's just that's that's the nature of the game. So, you know, one of my favorite stories is Tony at Windshift, you know, Solar Tsunami, which people love that beer. Yes. And it's a, it was a hazy IPA. And one time it wasn't hazy. And he did the exact same things. He's like, I have no idea. I'm like, bro, it's living shit. It, it doesn't care about you. <laughs> well, gonna, as they hinted earlier, just your water can make. Yeah, it's well, P- sure. yeah. pH, pH, how fast yeah. you're using the motors you're using to yeah. spin these things, um, how much. How much you wore off it you know, during the mash? I mean, how much protein you're carrying over, and then it's an interaction with hops, and then yeah. and and that that's a timing <laughs> thing too. Yeah. So I mean, there's just so many factors, and uh, you know, that's that's what we're trying to kind of dial in as to what we want specifically, and then kind of then kind of mess around within that category. So um, I do think we're gonna move. We'll move more towards towards more flagships and we do have some flagship names but they uh, you know in in keeping them on tap is, is been yeah well you're two for two on deliciousness all, all right, right. Well, i mean i'm just keeping it real <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we go you, do you have a favorite that you brewed i'm gonna start with you nick uh you know it's probably been this the double ipas have probably been my favorite i can't drink many of them uh there's some some batches where i have a couple when we put it out and i'm like all right guys <laughs> uh, and mix it yeah we mix it with, yeah, with other stuff but uh you know that that's you're throwing a lot of hops at that but uh you know i i do get proud of the the lighter beers the the, the pilsners because that's something i really those, those really are, had those are hard didn't have a ton of passion for before i got into the commercial side of this and uh when I can kind of nail those is, you know, that that's when that's I start, you know, I'm kind of taking notes a lot more on yeah, those, yeah. trying to figure that out. So the, the Mexican lager, I've, I've spent more time researching, more time doing, uh, brewing it. I brewed it probably 10, 15 times. And so, uh, I'm proud of those cause they are, that that's a process that that's a sign of, of, of good craftsmanship. I oh, would say absolutely. Uh, when those turn out, you say that a lot, Nigel, that you, you, no, if you want to, if you want to judge a brewery, you, you, you go, go with you, the lager. 
Because you can't hide. Nope. <laughs> you, you can't hide. I mean, it's that's standing in the street naked. <laughs> <laughs> Bucket ass naked. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't, I didn't mean to do it that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I was watching old school. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was just We're going streaking. Yeah. <laughs> Go to the quad. We're going to the quad. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Ryan, you got a favorite? What are you most what are you what are you most proud of that he does? Okay, do okay, heard. Okay, I'm I'm gonna answer both those questions. Uh, my favorite is Cruising the Fay, Hazy Pale Ale. Um, you know, huge hazy IPA guy, but also finding myself, you know, being here a lot, people coming in wanting to hang out all the time. It's like I need something that's a little lower ABV. Yeah. Right, because I got friends and neighbors and family that are always coming in want to talk and have beers yeah so having that five five and a half percent but still checking that hazy box for me is uh is huge but as far as beers i'm most proud of so you know before i came a huge hophead i love malty beers um john brown ale from free state's probably my favorite beer of all time and you know it was funny Nick also loves hoppy beers, but when he first started brewing, he was like really nailing malty beers, but having a really hard time with IPAs and had no experience brewing like brown ales and things like that, but they were so good. Um, And I still love that, not just from like a nostalgia point, but just I enjoy mixing it up. You can only drink so many bitter beers, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. Even when he was just homebrewing, the the brown ales are really good right now that – that dark Mexican lager, El Travador, is really solid. Um, so that's, I, I mean, to touch on what he said, just lagers, um, things like you said you can't hide behind with adding adjuncts or dumping a bunch of citra in there or whatever. Um, those are probably the things that I'm most proud of from a from an ownership standpoint. Obviously didn't have much to do with the brewing side of it, but, um, yeah. So those are probably my two favorites. You know what time it is. We got one more. We got one more. One more. Right, here we go. Mystery beans. <laughs> you know the best part about our our little our little hundredth episode party was was Bree who a little Sh- live showed rendition. up and did it live. Oh yes. Oh wow. Yeah, that was Love that. that was great. You're up. You're you know it's, back up. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't fuck with the bag. It's for it's for the guests. Oh man, that cuvee has been fantastic. No, that's that's a really yeah. I'm, it's I'm, a new I'm word for that. It's a new word for a, me by the way. I'm about yeah, to do a cuvee picture. So we got okay, the rainbow, uh, rainbow oh, sorbet. Grains and taps. Yeah. Oh. Grains and taps. Yep. Go. Yeah. One of the uh, most underrated breweries in Kansas City. I need to get over there. Yeah. They, I'm so bad about, I mean, like we talked about earlier, it's yeah, just yeah. like there's 60, 70 breweries in yeah. the Metro now. Yeah. And when I was. You know worse than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> he generally doesn't come to Kansas. So they're. Okay. So we're so like, we're like, 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 like. Mixed going I to don't Kansas. like I don't like to drive. I get that, For, and so I have four breweries within walking distance. Why would you drive? Right. Yeah, I totally get that. No, I mean I don't even like to go drive to see Nigel. Before we opened this spot, I was doing sales for Kansas Hop Company on Fridays, so I would just drive to breweries all over the place, yeah. and it was such an awesome excuse to visit people and catch up and try new stuff. And and now I just there's no time for that anymore, but. You know, you know. Sometimes you get like you get like a lemon or a lime, and it hits that hits that thing in the back of your. Just the, <laughs> the smell on that just actually hits that. Oh yeah, it's just it's like it's like oh my god, that's fucking tart. Yeah, look, their their sorbets are always good. Yeah, this feels low threes. That's, that's so good. 
Shout out to shout out to Brian at the Grace Task, man. That is tasty. That is tasty. That's lovely. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe a little lactose in there. Yeah, I'm gonna take that home to meet the fam. <laughs> I'm just saying. You mean in your belly? What are you talking about? <laughs> Explain. That doesn't need an explanation. No, is, there, is that code for something? Yeah. Good Lord. It's always code. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that is so good. That's really good. That's just it's, it's just, rounded out on the end. I like it's, it's not just, like yeah. it's sharp. But it's, it's, it's like it's like sherbet, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's definitely sour, but it, it doesn't have that super hard um, acid at the end. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Really yeah. You're not puckering. It's it's more it's more right. tart than sour. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like um, what are those candies? Remember the you the, you, you had like the the stick. Stuck it the in fun there. dip, fun dip, yeah, the Ooh, fun oh, dip. Yeah. Oh man, my kids got some of that last oh, my, week. My, my, my oh, boy, still, my boy, still, still goes for those. Oh, yeah. They haven't outlawed outlawed that shit yet. Still going. I mean, they did what? not go the way of candy cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, what's what's exactly in in the dip though? Do oh, we know? Look, it's it's, it's, it's just cocaine and candy, yeah. <laughs> sugar, <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> colored cocaine. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Kids, yeah. cocaine, got it. Sugar and acid. Come on, who of us in 1983 didn't attempt to like? Snort it. Little snort. The cocaine? I didn't. Fun dip. Fun dip. Nigel. I never snorted fucking. Who thought about. You snorted fun dip? Everybody I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing. You know, when you're a stupid kid in rural Midwest. Sounds like a CD crowd. We never did that shit. I'm telling you. Whatever. You're from Oklahoma. I'm not from Oklahoma. You are. Good Lord. He's not British. <laughs> Don't let him lie to you. What's what's the ABV? I'm, I'm going to say it's sneaky. I'm, I'm going to say that's a little. I, if their sherbet series are a little sneaky. Yeah, I'm going to say six and a half. Ooh. Go five seven. Nah, <laughs> yep. Well done. Nice. Thank you for joining the crowd. I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to go six seven. Didn't I say that? You, you said, said six, six five. Okay. <laughs> Forgot that. Go quick. six two. I wanted for the joke I was going to say 6.9, but I feel like it's yeah. not that high. 4.6. Oh, damn. No. <laughs> damn. We way off. Wow. <laughs> we never said we were good at this game. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, we usually say we're bad at this As game. Nick pours the rest of the beer in his yep. glass. <laughs> well done, sir. That's my job. I think we've, we, we've, he has shown that he is the uh, fastest drinker of this group. No question. Speed. Is it about speed? I mean, is that, just, is it, is that your personality just I've fast? Always, everything? No, no. Uh, emails definitely not. Uh, yeah. Just cleared four, four days later. Yeah, just cleared five thousand emails before you guys got here. Uh, <laughs> the uh, no, you have a pace. Some some people have a pace. That's why I can't drink double IPAs. Okay, her. He's just kind of a this. I'm a sipper. I'm I'm social. He's a Miller Lite drinker. What? Before craft. <laughs> he said, what? I'm just saying. You're going to do me like that on a pocket? Well, well, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I, was a, I was a Coors Light drinker. There is no shame in loving the Miller's Light. <laughs> so you're do me or like even the Coors. No, I mean, no, come on. Uh, I'm just saying, when I met him, he would drink 100 Miller Lights, you know. Um, and he, you know, he's got that pace. Okay, got it. Right. And I was the same way with Coors Light. That was my thing. Ain't no shame in the Miller's. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a middle light the other night. I did too. I was just thirsty, but there's I was a like, time and place for those for sure. Well, that's just all like what you were saying about that's all they had at their house. So that's I mean, <laughs> right? Either it's either that, was, that or nothing. Yeah, it's right. either that or 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 fucking 
barley wine, and I wasn't going barley wine oh, that shit. night. That I had a shit ton of the uh, the, cross the, the bush lights. Bush lights over after a uh, after you, an event. Oh, you told I, me. I totally passed that on to the in laws. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Y'all, y'all need this. I do have appreciation for the consistency of those things, though. It's amazing. How Absolutely, they, how they brew that same anywhere beer. in the world. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when I was in London, I saw a guy walking down the street with a fucking suitcase of Budweiser. Wow. And I'm sure it. And tastes you know, it tasted the exact exact same. same. I mean, I mean, you know, there's there, like I said, there's a time and place for for. Cheap. I love a Miller High Life. Yep. That's that's one of my favorite. Uh, I love a Modelo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what no I'm doubt. saying? I mean, I'll drink it. I'll a Silver Bullet, a Coors, a Coors, Coors Light. Uh, you know what? Though I got a soft spot for the Coors Banquet. Oh yeah. You throw me a banquet, a little little snub nose, right? Yeah. A little snub nose <laughs> bottle. It's got a vibe. It, yeah. does, it definitely has a vibe. <laughs> you just you feel different. It, it does. So Nick, if that, that was your back in college. What yeah. was your what was your go to beer? You know, everyone drinks cheap. You know, Keystone Light stuff like that. Okay. But I mean, yeah. Miller, Miller Light. If I had a little extra dough. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that yeah. oh, I mean, oh, like, like when I was in college, Keystone Light it was like six bucks for a suitcase, a Keystone Light. No shit. Oh yeah. When I was in college, they had this stuff called Beer Thirty. I don't know if that's still around, but it was like a purple can. Yeah. Where was this? was this? Oh, I don't know. I, I, Where'd you I, go to college? K-State. Oh, so, oh yeah. So, that was a... Yeah, so never, I, it was purple, so we... we brewed, we'd, brewed just for the Wildcats. Yeah, it was... Uh, I would be very surprised if they're still in business, but uh, <laughs> it was just... Yeah, it was, it was grossly cheap, and, uh, and it well, tastes like was, orange uh, grape juice. There was that, that period of the mid-'90s where, like, all the big beer companies, like, tried these little sub-brands, like, to act oh, like yeah. microbrews. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there was Red Dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I drank me some Red Dog, man. I was fine with that. Who made that? That was AB, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? I was going to say I think Budweiser, it was AB. yeah. I mean, let's keep it real. Fucking, for, for the longest time, nobody knew Blue Moon was fucking Coors. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, I, they I kept drank. that secret. There's a lot of people that still don't. <laughs> right. Yeah. They don't know why you're, it's always in every airport. You're, 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 you're probably right, actually. There's a lot of motherfuckers be like, Blue Moon, we got, a, we got an orange slice for me? You know right. oh, yeah. oh, I we used to drink the shit out of it. We that. get it all oh, the time. Absolutely. Yeah, right? Absolutely. I mean, you know, back in, you know, I think about the, the early days of the Kansas City brew scene when it was like 75th Street Brewing. Yep. Right. Right. Which, McCoys. which yeah, which, <laughs> right. well, even before that, yeah. I mean, I mean, and the weird thing about 75th, uh, 75th Street Brewing is the amount of people who came out of there. Like no Jer- doubt. Jeremy Danner used to fucking yep. work there. Yeah, I think Micah great- from yeah, Stockyards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yep. it's 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 great. That wasn't great beer, but it's certainly it's, uh, turned out some people who are great in the beer community now. Well, yeah. and like the first times that I saw, like you know. Giant tap list, whether the the old Chicago in Columbia, right, right, or the uh, what was the place that used to be downtown Lee Summit, a Struthers that had the twenty six taps. Oh wow! Before my time, yeah. <laughs> there was McCoys down, down. McCoys, right? Yeah, a lot of people came out of there too. Yeah, uh, Brewery Imperial yeah. was it Sterling? Yeah, I think he was at McCoys. Yeah, it's crazy. the The beer scene is. I mean, for you guys to jump in when you did, I mean, it's not the beginning. I think if, I think we're at the middle because I, 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 people think, oh, there's so many breweries. Like somebody just put out a list the other day of the amount of breweries in quote-unquote Kansas City. I'm like, well, Eudora, Kansas is not Kansas City. Right. Well, I think, you know, we've had this discussion before, like how far do you stretch out? I mean, yep. maybe, like – do you count Lawrence? Do you count St. Joe or Maryville? Yeah, Lawrence gets counted in, in the, the yeah. Bruce scene. It oh, really wow. does. You know what I'm saying? But it's 
we, you know, we're still not a critical mass. We're not. No. I mean, I mean, where you guys are, what's the closest brewery to here? Red Crow's ten minutes. Okay. Um, and then then what? Fields and Ivy probably. <laughs> you got to go to Lawrence. Yeah, limitless. Yeah, which is yeah, great. I mean, limitless. Limitless. Twenty. Yeah. 15, 20 yeah, minutes yeah. at least. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a craft beer desert, no doubt. Yeah. So, because even, even driving out here, we were like, okay, we're in. We out there. I'm like, I'm like, are we going to sporting? The sporting game? What the right. hell? Because <laughs> that's the way I go to sporting. I'm like, I, I thought I knew what you guys were, but I didn't. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, I remember when we first announced, you know, I saw some comments like, oh, they're so far out there. Like, they're never going to make it. But really? you have to understand, there's so much residential out here. Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Yeah. And that's what every do. community needs. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a brewery or yeah. a sports bar. It just needs to Whatever. be a place yeah. for people to go hang out. But get I out of their house. That's what a lot of the breweries are finding out. Is that like they're na- they become the neighborhood bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, even when Tony opened Windshift at I-70. In his, in his shoebox. And, right. and was Chapel. I, I had never been over there. Had no idea. There was, there was a neighborhood to the north. And a lake to the south and neighborhoods. And people were like, oh, I could walk here. I'm like, from where? They're like, oh, right up the street. I'm like, oh, shit. My in-laws lived three minutes from, from Windshift. Yeah. And I remember when I first told them, they're like, what? Yeah. That's there? Like, yeah. yeah. My, you can literally walk to go have a beer. Yeah, my dad lives on Lake Tapawingo, just, just yeah. down the yeah. street. So, yeah, he, he, but he, he ventured over there before I did, I think. And so, so uh, I think you I learned to water skate yeah. that lake. We got a good story about your dad there, actually. Oh, man. I don't know yeah. if we should tell us. We got to tell him now. Yeah, he won't listen. <laughs> he, uh, the Well, don't tell him to listen. <laughs> anyways, we uh, you guys did a, uh, what? It was like a 12% something. Uh, some, I can't remember. During the holidays or something. So, uh, you know, they he went in there with some buddies who were probably bushlight drinkers at the time. Still. Still bushlight drinkers. But uh, so they went in there and they all ordered this beer. And it was like 12% kind of a... a it's like a winter warmer. Like a nutcracker yeah. type yeah. winter yeah. warmer. And, you know, he, he had his, and, and the other guys were like, I, don't, I can't do this. And so, so he drank all four of them. <laughs> and uh, they had to carry him out of there. <laughs> my dad, this had our hops in it. That's why. That's why uh, he, they went there. Yeah. And so I, I believe after that, um, you were only allowed to have one. Yeah. Limit one. Yeah. So limit one. So limit that's one. The, that's the Greg Feitner rule. <laughs> <laughs> I always like a good drink that where they where they give you a limit, like you get one or yeah. two. Well, yeah. I mean, like I don't I don't usually certain, choose a drink based on the certain, based on the alcohol content, but sometimes it's just fun to go in like, yep. You're well, only limited to two. Some I'm of them, two. Some of them tell you that, like the, the actual when you have it the first time, you're like, oh, I, I, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Like we have a uh, barrel aged barley wine at Transparent that's aged in, in Knob Creek whiskey barrels for six months. It's only nine and a half percent, but it it scares people to death. I thought you said six bucks, but you said six months. I was like, six that's months. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, Let's look, go. look, look, look I, I that almost, percentage at Transparent is high. I mean, Nolan does not do heavy hitting beers. Hurt, yeah. He's he's five six seven. I mean, when we did our first beer karma, that was what. Six and a half, six, seven. Six and a half percent. Nice. I mean, that that's heavy for him. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's I mean, true. I was kind of like, I was like, mm, we, can go, we can go a little bigger. Yeah. Come on, Nolan. You're breaking the seal? Uh, All right. There we go. We're going to wrap it up anyway, so can you, can you hold on for 30 seconds? Hold it, man. Yeah, hold it. It's even 30 seconds. So, Holding. Because um, we're, we're our 30. 39 minutes. Yeah, so. Okay. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Yep. Appreciate um, you guys. Finally getting, getting out of here. 
Sometimes you got a pot to get someplace, you know what I'm saying? That's right. <laughs> I think it's the best excuse we have to go visit breweries. Business. Well, I'll, I will definitely be back, and I'll, I'll bring some people, and I'll, we'll, we will, we'll rep this place. Um, the beers are fucking fantastic. Um, you know what our next beer is going to be? That dark Mexican lager. I saw there was that a stout up dark, there. Dark Mexican lager. There was a summer stout that I that no, was calling it. my no, name. No, 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 no. We, there's a process here. <laughs> I like I like I like it when you try to control me. <laughs> hey, oh, it's gonna get weird. Fucking hell. <laughs> good night, folks. Thanks for coming. No, hold on, no, no, no. What that good night shit? So, if people want to follow you guys on the social medias, where where do we find you guys? At Tall Trellis, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, web, website talltrellis.com. Um, yeah, but super active on Instagram mostly. So yeah, I'm, check I'm, it out. I'm glad you called it Twitter. And not X. Oh yeah, X. No, Sorry. it's Does not. Does anybody X. say X? Nobody says X. It's fucking Twitter. Get I mean, even like even like when you when you're reading news stories and they reference it, they always say X, X formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. If I if I win the lottery, I'm buying it back, and I'm gonna call it Twitter. It's kind of like, it's kind of it's kind of like when when Prince changed to the to the symbol. Yeah. Formerly known as Prince. All right. Yeah. right Ryan's out here. Thanks, Ryan. Friday night. Oh. Ryan Triggs. Triggs guitars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But you know. Come see Ryan play. Come, you know, and they got live music here. So come next year. How often do you guys do live uh, music? So most most Friday, Saturday nights. Okay, uh, a lot of Sundays uh, in the summer, but uh, Thursday nights we play bluegrass here. Okay, so. okay, nice. Right. How can they find? How can they find the the best local podcast of twenty twenty three? You can listen <laughs> to the best local podcast in Kansas City on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or most any of your favorite podcast apps. We're also on the YouTube's. Oh, yeah, we're on YouTube. And if you want to follow Nigel and his social media empire, go to Beers with <laughs> Nigel on the, Twitter. The empire. The Instagram. Yeah. Are we anywhere else? Oh, we're on the Facebooks. Yeah, on the, yeah, the Facebook. The yeah. Book of Faces. Yeah. Um, where else? I think that's it. Insta. I said Instagram. Or, or just catch me at your local brewery. Catch me outside. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff. Hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.